0: Imagine powering a cell phone with the heat from a blowtorch. Well, there's materials that are out there called thermoelectrics that can do just that. Hi, my name is Anissa Ramirez. Welcome to my lab at Yale University. I'd like to share with you materials called thermoelectrics, which can convert heat into electricity, and we can use this to power small appliances. Let's look at thermoelectrics in action. Here I have a thermoelectric that's actually connected to a fan. Now, in order to make this work, I have to have one side of the thermoelectric hot and the other side cold. So I'm going to dip these legs into the water. Let's see what happens when I turn this on. Wow, that's really cool. And this thermoelectric is going to keep going, keep spinning that fan, as long as one side is hot and one side is cold. Now, in order to understand thermoelectrics, we have to go back and understand how electrons move in a metal. Electrons are able to move any way they like inside of a metal. It's like a huge atomic mosh pit when they're crashing into each other. When the metal is cold, electrons move very, very slowly, just like these ball bearings. When metals are hot, the electrons move very, very, very quickly, and they continue to crash into each other even more. Now, let's say that we have a metal that has one side that's hot and one side that's cold, sort of like these blocks here. The electrons are going to move from the hot side to the cold side where they're moving very rapidly to where they're not moving as rapidly. And the ability of an electron to move from one side to the other is called as conductivity. Now two different materials will have this same behavior where electrons will move from the hot side to the cold side but they'll do this to two different extents because they have different conductivities. So let's say that we were to connect these two materials together. Once again the electrons would be moving from the hot side to the cold side but the electrons that accumulate on the coal side would be different. There'd be an imbalance. Think of it this way. Here I have two buckets of marbles where the marbles represent electrons. You can see that there's an imbalance from the two different materials. Well, when I move electrons from one side to the other side, when the electrons move from one metal to another metal, we have electricity. All it takes is heat. Here I have a thermoelectric that's connected to a multimeter. And a multimeter is going to register the flow of electrons. What I'm going to do is place my hand on top of the thermoelectric, and you'll see that the number of electrons that's flowing through this will change. Watch this. You can see the values changing. That's really cool. So where are thermoelectrics used? Well, wherever you need power in a remote place, thermoelectrics have you covered. So currently, we use thermoelectrics in space. Voyager uses thermoelectrics, and it's a perfect setup. One side is heated by the sun. The other side is cooled by space. Also, cars are a great example for thermoelectrics. Cars generate about 70% waste heat. If we put thermoelectrics in the right spot, we can convert that heat into electricity and power something simple like a cell phone. Also, companies are starting to use thermoelectrics on their exhaust stacks as a way to capture the heat to create electricity. Thermoelectrics are really hot. They use an imbalance of electrons in two different materials and generate electricity using heat that we otherwise would have wasted. I'm Anissa Ramirez. Thank you for joining me in my lab at Yale University, and I hope you'll join us for another material marvel.